Well, I'm going to jump back in, and, and this is the last installment of the series called Unsearchable uh, this morning. We took a, a break last weekend. How many were here last weekend? Show of hands. How many were grateful for Pastor Tony and the word that he gave last week? It was so good. If you did not listen to it or you are not here, check it out on the podcast, uh, please. It's a powerful word, and man, he convicted us. He, he made us laugh. He made me nervous at times. Praise the Lord for missionaries. They're awesome, and he is incredible. He's doing such a great work, and um, if you can, think about it, uh, remember it. We were sent from my parents' church. Some of you don't know that. My parents are pastors. We were sent from that church, and uh, that, that church is actually going down to Mexico, um, I think, uh, the week after Easter or before, week after Easter. Um, I think there's like 17, 15 guys, men, that are going to go down, and they're building uh, the new orphanage. Um, there is 30 girls or something and boys that live in this orphanage, and they're getting a brand new home. How beautiful. So my, my, my dad is a wild man. Many of you don't know him. Um, but his goal is going to be to build all four of the walls. It's not like how we think. It's like block and mortar. It's pretty wild. So they're going to be working hard. Just pray for them if you think about it. It's a, it's a, a plug for, for us to remember them. Amen? Open up your Bibles to John 16. I'm going to read the word this morning. One announcement I did not cover was our O groups are going to be launching here April 15th. Anybody excited for our O groups? These are our our discipleship, our our out in public gatherings of people. Um, These are an opportunity for you to get plugged into a group all across the city uh, at different times of the week, at different times, which is beautiful. Um, Pastor Zach will come up with an announcement after service, but I I, I hear, hear this. This is a deep, deep passion and desire for me, for you. Because oftentimes we hear in the church, I just don't have community. I just need more community. I need more resources, and and we want to give them to you. We have Wednesday night prayer, so that's a priority. That's top. And now we're going to be giving you O groups. So please do your very best to to meet with the leaders after church and get plugged in. Amen? You awake this morning? Come on. Here we go. John 16. Jesus is speaking. I'm going to be starting in verse 5. Jesus is speaking to his disciples, and he says this. But now I'm going to him. He's talking to God who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Pause. Jesus, you're the man. (laughs) You are awesome. I, I'm good with you. Can you stay, please? Like, that's my reaction to that statement, right? He's like, hey, it's for your advantage that I go, right? Because I got to go get back to, to the right hand of my father, God. I, I need to go be, be the one that's telling him about you. Hello? Uh, I would be like, whoa. <laughs> no, Jesus, you're good. You're, you're my homie. You're my boy. Let's stay. But he says, it's for your advantage. Everyone say, your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, talking about the Holy Spirit, will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin and righteousness and judgment. Here's a belief of Oasis Church as a young church. We believe in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Some of you are like, man, (laughs) I really wish you didn't say that. We do. I would rather the Holy Spirit convict you than some man convict you. Whole nother sermon, whole nother time. 
It says, and when he comes, he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Everyone say, all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, for, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. He will declare to you the things that are to come. Jesus, these are your words. You spoke these words. And may we lean into these this morning. May we grow from them this morning. May we understand them deeper this morning. Holy Spirit, open up ears to hear. Holy Spirit, open up hearts to receive. Holy Spirit, give me the the clarity and the, the strength to speak what you've placed in my heart this morning. We thank you, Father, for what you've done in this room already, and we thank you for what you're going to do. We pray and believe and trust that there are things to come. We love you. We believe it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. And everybody says, come on church, and everybody says, amen, amen. Unsearchable, the things to come. We have been going through this sermon series about hearing the voice of God. What does God say to you? How does God speak to you? What are the things in our life, in my life, that are keeping me from hearing the voice of God? Separation from God's sin. Choosing the the world's culture over the cross of Jesus, Uh, uh, understanding that God still speaks to his children today, that I am grateful for a God that is in heaven that I call Jesus that still speaks to me today. I don't know about you, but I am thankful that I serve a God that actually speaks to me, that I'm not just serving a God that I'm hoping and I'm wishing and I'm hoping that he would do something for me and he doesn't. I believe in God in heaven that does and will speak and will continue to speak to his children. That's a good place to say, thank you, Jesus. We believe this as a church, but we know that hearing the voice of God can be hard. Understanding how God speaks can be difficult at times. I believe that God speaks through a different, uh, different avenues. Can I say that? He speaks through his word. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. He speaks through creation. He speaks sometimes through man that he's placed the word in their heart for you. These are just a few ways that we've discovered that God speaks. But what I'm excited about this morning. How I want to finish this series. I got this a couple weeks back and I was just like, man, I want to preach this now. But see, if we don't get everything that we've learned and discovered, we won't be able to handle this. See, what this is, is the things yet to come. The things to come. God will speak things that are to come. I'm grateful for a God in heaven that speaks into my future. Anybody thankful for a God in heaven that speaks to your future? See, we as people wait all the time for all sorts of stuff. Some of you sneakerheads in this room, you sit on the computer. Some of you are like, I don't even know what that means. They wait on the computer for countless hours hoping to get the latest shoe. Some of you in the room are like, yeah, I got a problem. I know it. I need help. We pray for you in Jesus' name. 
Maybe it's not shoes, but maybe it's that new movie. Maybe it's not the movie, but maybe it's that next magazine that's coming out that you can't wait to get off the shelf and read all about the gossip that's going on in the celebrity world. We wait and expect for things in life all the time. We, we, we are anticipating what is next. I am a control freak. You all know this. <laughs> Pray for me. I am a control freak in the sense that I plan everything. Like everything. I am a planner. And it's to a fault. <laughs> I wake up some mornings and I get my cup of coffee and I sit there and I pray and I get in God's presence and I leave and my wife is doing something else and I go to her and usually it's on her days off which makes her very happy when I come to her and say this and I said, Rach, <laughs> I have all the day planned out today. We're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this and by her gracious, gracious, kind kind voice. She says, "Hun, not now. <laughs> not now. Can you just not plan the day now? We just want to enjoy the day. And I'm like, no, I have to plan the day now. If I don't plan what's next, I will lose my mind. Put me in a straitjacket. I'm going to go nuts. This is how my life is. Pray for me. I want to know what is next? I want to know the schedule of events. I am with our people here, our leaders. Our staff. I say to them, I want to know everything. You all, whether you're judging me or not, the finger's pointing right back at you. Some of you are like, no, I just go with the flow all the time. No, you don't. There are moments and parts of your life that you have to plan for it. And you all, you all want to know what your future holds, right? You all want to know what are the next steps, what is the next, next outlet that I'm going to be serving, and what is the next place that I'm going to land. Some of you college students, this is like a major question for you right now. The seniors in the room are like, yes, give me a message today, please, because I don't know what's next. It's the truth. In the word of God, the, the, the word that is spoken this morning says, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to leave my helper, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, and he is going to speak to what is next. Woo! That was an awesome place to say amen. Here's why. Because if you get that deep within your heart, just at the beginning of this, that the Holy Spirit wants to speak into what's next for you, you can live free. But we have to understand how he speaks into our future. We have to understand we have to understand that we can't be in the driver's seat anymore. It's a Christian cliche thing to say all the time. We, we've heard, I've heard him at church, just get out of the driver's seat. Let him take, Jesus take the wheel this morning. Some of you are like, what is happening? No, if you've grown up in the church, you've heard that, right? I just give Jesus the wheel. Give him control. He'll take it from you. The reality is it's the truth. As cliche and cheesy as that is, if we just give up the control of our life, of my heart, of my being, of, of my relationships, of my marriage, if I just give up the control and say, Jesus, I need you to be in control and I need you to speak to what is to come, a lot of pressure falls off me. A lot of things start to unfold in my life and it takes faith to believe this. See, you got to come to the resolve before I go any farther that you are going to come to grips that this is a faith action. Faith is believing in something you cannot what? See. 
So believing in something you cannot see, a.k.a. your future, it's going to take some faith. It's going to come to a resolve in your heart that says, you know what, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus, I believe in his Holy Spirit, and I believe his Holy Spirit is going to speak to what is to come in my life. I love that. I love it. I love that he is going to speak to what is right. We start to live off of that faith. We start to live with the assurance that things are going to be all right. We're going to be all right. We're going to be all, I don't even know what, hey, hey, hey. pray for a brother. Some of you are like, I don't even know. That's a song. It's not good. It's, it's... We're going to be all right. See, this takes us from fear to faith. Some of you are just like, I've been praying for fear to be just ripped out of me. I'm so fearful. I'm so fearful. It's because you do not believe the Holy Spirit has come to you and said, I'm going to speak to what is to come in your life. Whew. When you have that understanding, you don't have to operate in fear. You get to operate in faith. I believe this more than ever. We need to know that God wants to speak to our tomorrows. Well, JP, pastor, scripture tells me that I should not worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries in itself. You all heard that, right? Don't worry about tomorrow, JP. Just worry about today. There's so much truth to that. That's powerful. That also releases me of fear. But when Jesus says that and when those words are spoken, you know what's awesome about it? I don't have to worry about tomorrow, but I can pray into my tomorrow. Yeah. Woo! Oh, let me preach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I don't have to worry. See, I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't got to worry about what's to come. I don't got to worry about the next year, the next, the next two years, the next three years. No, I don't got to worry about it. What I get to do is be filled up with faith because I get to pray into my tomorrow. Knowing that, hey, Jesus, you got my tomorrow. You got my next week, you got my next month, you got my next year, just take it, Jesus. I trust you. I trust you. See, we got to stop worrying about tomorrow, but we can start praying into tomorrow, believing the Holy Spirit is going to do what he is going to do only and only for you. Whew. This is a beautiful message. Like, this is awesome. I just, I'm like, I'm like chilling, man, like, woo. Jesus is going to speak to what is to come in my life. I'm just going to, woo. Yeah, yeah. And when you start to get that revelation, the work that you got to do today, the things that God's calling you to do today, you do it so well because you know, hey, tomorrow, God's got my tomorrow. I'm just here today. I'm present today. I am present and I'm here because I know what is yet to come is going to be great. Come on. We got to be a church we got to be believers that say, tomorrow, my tomorrow, my, my next hour of this day is going to be the best yet because the Holy Spirit is with me in this. Let's pray into our tomorrow. Let's speak into our tomorrow. Here's the deal. You get to choose. As a follower of Jesus, catch this. You have a choice, right? You have a choice of expectation. You choose what you want for your tomorrow. Yeah, see, here's, here's an analogy I heard from a lot smarter man than me. He said there's two birds in life. There's the hummingbird, and then there's the vulture. They're the same. They're birds, but they both go after two different things. The vulture goes after death, and what he goes after, he gets. The hummingbird goes after something sweet, and what he goes after, he gets. Who do you want to be? 
what do I want to be? Do I want to be that, 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 that vulture that just believes that the Holy Spirit's just ordained death for me in my life? That the Holy Spirit's just ordained me to be single forever and I'm just going to be single at all the weddings and I'm just going to do that? Does that believe that the Holy Spirit has just ordained that I'm never going to be able to be the husband that I was because of the things that I did in my past? Or are you never going to be the wife because of the things that have been done to you in the past? Are you going to believe to choose that you're tomorrow from, I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning, but somebody, are you going to be able to just say, hey, you know what, I want to choose death or you know what, I want to choose the sweet, the beautiful, the amazing things of life. I'm not telling you that trials won't come. I'm not telling you that pain won't come. I'm not telling you that people may not like you because you're a Christian. I'm not telling you anything. What I'm telling you is that tomorrow can be filled with the goodness and the mercy and the grace of Jesus Christ. But you choose. You choose. See, Jesus says, hey, I got to go. Immediately, I would be like, whoa, here comes death. What do you mean you got to go? But he says, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to give you somebody. I'm going to give you somebody to your advantage the Holy Spirit, to help you in this life. The Holy Spirit will speak the things to come to you, and it will come in the form of truth that transforms, a future that transforms your heart, and knowing that Jesus' voice will always be a life-giving voice. Jesus' voice is always a life-giving voice. Whether you're old or young in this place, seriously, whether you're old or you're young, Captain George, raise his hand. Praise the Lord. No matter where you're at, this word is for you today. Because I am a big believer of this. I don't care if you're 75 or if you're 17. God is not done with you yet. Amen. And God is not done using you yet. And you have to have the grip, the, 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 the heart resolve that my God is not done using me yet. So guess what? There is still more to come. There's more to come. I, I can only imagine the ushering in of heaven of uh, Billy Graham, right? Like, how cool would that be to, to, to be a witness to that moment of like, and I'm not saying he's any better than any of us because he would say the same thing. But that man lived out faithfully. He, he's a hero of the faith. I, I imagine, though, what heaven would be like when he showed up and everyone's like, whoo, homie's here. <laughs> that dude did work. All the way up. How was he, 99? He was a year shy, a couple months shy of 100. Some of us are 30 and we're giving up already. Don't give up. The best is yet to come. The things that the Holy Spirit has for you are still to come. You choose the expectation of what you are going to choose to live for. Three things. Three things that I believe when the Spirit of God speaks, he speaks these things things. The first is this. Truth will transform your future. Everyone say truth. Verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, another translation says, comes, he will then guide you in all truth. I love that. When he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will then guide you in all truth. It doesn't say some. It doesn't say just a little bit. It says what? All truth. See, what I love about Jesus is that he speaks into our future by first speaking truth into us. I'm just waiting for God to transform my future. Well, he's been trying. <laughs> he has. He's been trying to get your attention. 
He's been trying to get truth to you. He's been trying to, 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 to get to your heart, and all that we do is like, no, mm-mm. I don't want that truth. I want my truth. That's what we say. That's what JP says, Pastor JP. No, well, what's beautiful about Jesus is he's saying, hey, the spirit of truth is going to come. I'm going to send him to you. And when he comes, he's going to guide you in all truth. In all truth. I love being guided, especially when I have no clue where I'm at. My wife does not like that. She loves to just go. Like we're in big crowds or new places and spaces. She is like, don't worry about your GPS. Let's just go wherever the road leads us. I'm like, no, we'll end up in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Like how, how why do you live like this? Like why do you do this? It's her beauty. I love it today. I'm like, I need to be like you. When I grow up, I want to be like Rachel. But I love being guided. I love being directed, especially when I don't know where I'm going. See, like, we love having the assurance of someone telling us something, guiding us, something directing us in life, everyday life. We love when the boss gives us the the play-by-play of of what needs to be done for X project. We love when the teacher hands you the answers before the test. I love that. We love when people guide us. We love when people direct us, but we don't love when Jesus in heaven speaks truth down to us to guide us. See, I believe this. I'm a big believer. Satan attacks truth. The reason why he attacks truth is truth is the guide. Truth is the guide. Because truth is Jesus. Well, what do you mean? Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. You want truth? Follow Jesus. You want to know where to go? Seek Jesus. You don't need the self-help books. You don't need the 110 steps to becoming healthy. You need Jesus to make you healthy. You need Jesus' spirit to grow you strength by strength, grace by grace, glory by glory. Nothing wrong with self-help books. Maybe I'll write one one day. Probably not. Nothing wrong. But what we need is God's spirit. And we need to allow the truth of heaven to come into our ears and into our hearts and to say, that's what you want me to do? That's how you want me to live? All right. Simple. But we fight it. I don't want to live that way, Jesus. Because if I live that way, if I walk that way, if I talk that way, if I act that way, if I do the things that you've called me to do, nobody's going to like me. I'm going to be a party of one forever. Just me, party of one forever. I don't have friends that are going to take me in. I've said it enough, and I'm going to say it over and over again. If you believe that God's not big enough to bring in the right friends into your life, you're serving the wrong God. But if you say, hey, I want to walk in truth, and I want truth to transform me. I want things to become clear. I want to have supernatural clarity for a conversation, for a move that I have to make, for the job that I have to take. If it's between two jobs, I want supernatural clarity for what you have, God. Give me your truth this morning so that it can transform my future. This is good. This is like, I'm not saying that because I'm preaching it. This is like changing my life. This takes me from just struggle bus. Right? Any of you wake up on the struggle bus this morning? Hands are up. Some of the parents in the room are like, yeah. It takes you from the struggle bus to, man, I'm just going to get on the bus. I'm going to let him ride it, drive it. I'm going to let him guide me. 
I'm going to let his truth wash over to me. The reality is, is that this is no longer red enough to know what truth is. This, this is truth. I don't care if people hate me for it or love it for me. This is truth. This is what guides you. I believe that it's active, it's breathing, it's speaking. When you get this in your heart, you start to know, man, you know what, maybe that, 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 yeah, that, that road, it's not where you have me go, God. Your truth says that if, you know, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to follow you down this road, follow down this path, because you need to transform my future. Remember this, one season of your life does not dictate the rest of your life. If you've had a bad season, if you've had a bad rough spot of just avoiding truth and just running down a lane that you don't want to, it doesn't define you. It can stop today, and you can pick up, and you can keep going because Jesus is there to say, come on, child, let's go. I want to transform your future with truth. You believe today what you want to believe. You're a slave to sin, or are you a slave to the cross of Jesus Christ? See, Jesus says a passage is a few passages before. I'm not going to go much longer. I know i got a lot to cover. This is just all coming out, so sorry. But Jesus says a few chapters before to his disciples, he says in John 14, he says, Whoever has my commandments, a.k.a. truth, and keeps them, he is the one who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Jesus says, if you keep my commandments, if you keep my truth, I will know you, you will know me, I will love you, you will love me, and I will manifest myself to you. I love that. I need Jesus to manifest himself to me day in and day out. I will then be able to see Jesus show himself. Because manifest means to show or put on display. To give uh, an actual, like, here, this is how it's done. This is what's got. I love that if I keep the commands of Jesus, if I keep truth in my heart, Jesus will manifest himself in my steps. He will ordain my steps. I need him to transform my future. I need him to show me where to go. The second thing is this, and the band can make their way up. I'm almost done. The Spirit of God speaks your future into your heart. See, in Proverbs, it says in 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows out of it. See, guard your heart, because out of your heart, everything you do flows out of that. Jesus also says that in Matthew 15, he, he, he hits it again. He says, hey, what comes out of your heart will show what's inside of you. So when truth comes to you, when it begins to transform your future, where he's speaking it to is your heart. Because what's inside of fear will come out. I, I say this, and I, and I don't mean to, to condemn anybody in this room. But you know what really changed my life for my future and for me just trying to wrestle sin over and over? Sin is always going to be there. It's going to be at your doorstep. It's going to be knocking. It's going to say, hey, come, come, come. This is awesome. It's a party. It's going to be there. But you know what gets the cycle broken? When you start to say, I'm not going to let that settle in my heart. Truth is in my heart. See, the reason why people let it come out and the things that come out of people are just wrong is because you don't have a big enough dream for your life. <laughs> the reason why people struggle with with bondage, with shame, with addictions, with all those things, they don't have a big enough realization of the future that Jesus has for them. Because when you have an understanding in your heart that Jesus has called you to greatness, 
Jesus has destined your future for something bright. Jesus has a plan and a purpose for you that is amazing. I'm not saying it's going to be all roses and rainbows and butterflies. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that even in trials, even in pain, even in the misunderstandings, even in not understanding, I can still say my future's bright. Because that's what's in my heart. I know that his promises are yes and amen for my life. I know that what he has done for my life, he did on the cross 2,000 years ago, and it demanded that sin, that pain, that shame is done. Sorry for yelling this morning. But I just think that if we just understood that the Spirit of God speaks the future into your heart, you will stop wrestling with the things you wrestled yesterday with. If you're, I'm just still wrestling, and it's been a year, Yo, get into that prayer closet. Get on your knees and say, speak to my heart, Jesus. Rip this out, Jesus. Give me an understanding, a deep under. I don't want religion. I had to pray that prayer for a long time. God, I know it all. I can recite all the Bible verses. I can get the pins on my jacket. I grew up in church. I know what to say when when there's a battle raging. I know what to, oh, put the helmet of salvation on. No, I know it all. But I had to come to grips with, I don't know it here. So God, transform my future by speaking truth to here. Speak it, speak it here. I need a deeper revelation. I need a deeper understanding of who I am, who you've called me to be. I'm a child of the king. So when he speaks that, your future starts to get transformed. The things that you used to deal with a long time ago are done. They start to fall off. You start to walk in in the presence and the glory of God. You choose, right? What is coming out of you? Death, destruction, fear? Or is grace, hope, love, no matter what's going on around you? Because that's what's coming out of you. Because the Spirit of God says, Jesus says that the Spirit of God will show you what is to come. And he will speak it directly from me, which takes me to the final point. Is this encouraging you? I hope so. The third thing is this. The voice of heaven will always be a life-giving voice. When we know that the Spirit of God is speaking things to come, we can trust that what he is speaking is from Jesus himself. Verse 14 in that chapter of Scripture says this. He will glorify me, the Spirit of God, because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. Thank you, Jesus. What I love about the Holy Spirit is what he's saying to you, what he's speaking into your heart, what he's saying to your future is directly from the throne room of Jesus Christ. Anybody thankful that Jesus conquered death and is sitting on the throne? My hand's up. I am so thankful for that. Because now as he's sitting victoriously, as he's he's watching victoriously, as he's looking through the lens of victory over your life, he's telling the Holy Spirit now, hey, speak this to them. Tell them this. Say this to them. Give them life. Give them life. Give them life. Well, JP, sometimes I hear conviction. (laughs) That's a good thing. See, when you stop hearing the voice of conviction, there's a problem. When all that you're hearing is, Jesus loves me, this I know. But you're not hearing conviction. There's There's a situation that needs to be happening. See, when Jesus speaks life, he speaks life of hope and of truth and of, and of abundance, but he also speaks conviction. When Jesus speaks both of those things, you then understand that your future is on the right path. 
But here's the thing, you got to heed those things. You got to heed the voice of life. You got to heed the voice of truth. You got to heed what the future that he has for you. But then you also got to heed conviction. You got to understand that what he's speaking to you is for your own good. That what he's trying to keep you from is because he's trying to keep you from death. I'm not talking physical death, I'm talking spiritual death. He's not a God that's going to twist your arm. He's not a God that's going to make you do something, but he's going to speak to you stuff. I think this, and I, and I want to make this come out the way it is, so bear with me, but I'm closing here. I tried to relate with a lot of people in the Bible. And the one that I always come back to is Peter. I look like, I, I look myself through the lenses of Peter a lot. It's just who I am, right? I would be the one that pulled out the sword and cut the guy's ear off. Right? I just, you know, chill out. Whoa, bro. Right? It's the Italian in me. But I, I relate to Peter because Peter was a follower of Jesus. He was a disciple of Jesus. He wasn't theologian. He wasn't a head knowledge kind of guy. He was, a, he was just an everyday, typical man. He was just a teenager. He was a boy. And Peter walked with Jesus for years and saw Jesus do a lot of stuff. But there's an instance where Jesus is on the water and he calls someone out of the boat onto the water, right? And he says, hey, Peter, come out to the water. See, I, I read that story a lot. I'm like, man, what a, what, a, what a man of faith. He stepped out. But immediately Peter gets fearful. Right, and he takes his eyes off of Jesus, and the storm comes, and Jesus grabs him. See, I, I look at that story, and I think, man, God, why? that took some faith of Peter. But if I'm Peter, and I'm getting called out onto the water, onto a sea, on, on a place that I've never seen anybody walk on, there's someone walking on, and I'm freaking out, just contextually, you understand, like, this is nuts. Right, can we all just agree that this is a crazy, ridiculous situation? Uh, there's a man walking on water. <laughs> and now he's calling me to go walk on water. Ain't nobody ever walked on water before this. <laughs> Jesus, I think you're misunder... No. And he steps out, though. See, I would be so fearful. I think I would have stayed in the boat. And we get so mad at Peter, like, Peter, how dare you look away from Jesus? I'm just thankful Je Peter got out of the boat. Right? I see an example of a faith-filled man, but I would take that as, Jesus, you're calling me out of the boat into some crazy waters? That's not secure. That's not peaceful. That's not, that doesn't look like a good future for me. I only see a bad ending here. <laughs> I only see me going down, way down into the water. But I want to be like Peter because even though that it came across to Peter that Jesus was calling him out of the boat and it could have looked really fearful, what Jesus was calling him out to was a faith-filled life. What Jesus was trying to get Peter to understand is, hey, Peter, I got to get you filled with faith because not only then you're going to go deny me. And when you deny me, you're going to get convicted and you're going to come back to me. And not only that, but guess what, Peter? I got to build your faith so that I can build the church upon you. This is deep. See, if, if Peter doesn't get out of the boat... If Peter doesn't trust that Jesus is speaking into his future, is speaking the things into him, even though it looks fearful, even though it looks crazy, even though you don't have all the understandings, you don't have all the steps in order, even though, even though, even though, even though. He's trying to get some faith built in Peter because there's a lot more trials coming his way. There's a lot more heavy things coming his way. And when Peter can come to grips with, hey, he's speaking faith. He's teaching faith to me. He then can go to his future. 
and say, hey, this situation that I got to deal with now, this is nothing. I stepped out of a boat and walked on water. Y'all look at me now. This is a beautiful picture that when the Spirit of God speaks, He's going to speak life. It may look scary. It may look uneasy. It may look impossible. But you know what I love? We serve the God of the possible. We serve the God of the possible. We serve the God of the possible. And I don't know about you, but I need to wake up every single day and I need to remind myself that I serve the God of the possible. That the Holy Spirit is going to speak things to my life that are still to come. No matter what I'm facing, no matter what I see, that God's presence is going to surround me. It's going to come over me. And when it comes over me and when it surrounds me, I can step every day. I can walk in today. I can know that Jesus, you've gone before me. You're behind me. You're next to me. And that what you have for me is to come is to do great things is to abundant things I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning but it is time for the church of Jesus Christ to step up and say things are to come things are going to come for Chicago things are going to come for this city things are going to come for my family things are going to come for my future because I love Jesus Christ would you stand to your feet this morning would you stand to your feet would you just stretch your hands out to heaven would you just close your eyes and stretch your hands out to heaven this morning He wants to speak some things to you. He wants to share the deep things with you, the hidden things, the unsearchable things with you. So Jesus, this morning, I pray in the name above every name that you would speak to us, that you would remind us that you are for us and not against us, that you have great things in store for us, that what Satan would want to steal, kill, and destroy, you're going to bring life and a life abundant. We're going to be faith-filled people, God, knowing that what we're going through today is for our future, that you're going to speak truth to our future, that you're going to speak life to our future. Come on, church, if you believe it this morning, would you sing it out?